Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, and I'm Frank Mills, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. Armin and I, we're going to talk about how Armin got 18-inch arms, uh, which is pretty incredible, and also the benefits of berberine. We've talked about berberine multiple times in the show, but we're going to talk about why you should take it. So, uh, Armin, that, that being said, man... Beautiful day in Tampa Bay, episode 32 of the NSP Nutrition Show. And uh, just want to thank all the listeners and viewers for all the content that we're getting to help putting out more shows to help educate and help people with their fitness goals, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. So thanks, everyone, for your input and... uh, Let's get into how Armin got his 18-inch arms. This should be a, a good eye-opener on guys who want the big guns, right, Armin? Well, uh, I would I, I would think so, but we'll see. Um, you know, <laughs> it, take, it, it took a while. It wasn't like it was a, a quick process, but um, I didn't really fully understand what would be involved to how to grow the arms. You know, right. it's mostly a trial, trial and everything. But my trial and error has gotten a lot better. So, anyways, we're going to talk about that. Okay, so so exactly where do we start with this topic? Um, well, you know, it's one of these things where I, I see a lot of the same mistakes I made with guys training in the gym, mm-hmm. and, and they're pretty typical. Um, but what you're going to find when it comes to training your arms, there's a lot of approaches, and everybody's got an opinion, you know, on all these things that are involved with different exercises, different combination exercises, and at the same time, what's working and what's not working. And if Mm -hmm. somebody has a muscle group that's not developing well, which can happen, uh, then, you know, what's the course of action you want to take? So we're going to kind of lighten on that. But I will say this, you know, with all the approaches that are out there, um, you know, what I have found is just doing the fundamentals, okay, is what can help make a difference and, and made a difference for me uh, as I learned. Now, once you understand the fundamentals and then you do some different high intensity shocking techniques and things like that, mm-hmm. what you're doing, things, you know, obviously pick up steam and you can kind of tell by how your arms feel. Um, and so that's the, you know, that's one of your markers is how you feel as well. So we're going to get into that. <laughs> Well, you did just mention the fundamentals. What what are the fundamentals that you felt made a difference, Armin? All right. So when it comes to training your arms, um, there's you know you got to decide. Okay, um, you're going to train the biceps. You're going to train the triceps. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a number of muscles in the bicep. The bicep has two two main muscles, and the tricep has three main muscles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have you got to think. Okay, how am I going to attack? all those muscles the right way so I can enhance the entire development of the arm. And that's one of the things that you got to do. You got to understand, okay, how do I want to break this down? 
So in most cases, you should really focus on getting your triceps because it has more muscles, three, three different heads to it. Uh, you want to get more exercises for those than you're going to typically do for biceps because it's just a larger muscle group. And so right. the bulk of your arm is going to be tricep. And that's what hangs underneath when you do your, your arm pose. Mm -hmm. uh, the bicep, you want it to peak up and there's different strategies to doing that. So if you're training, as an example, uh, if you're training your biceps and triceps together, uh, in most cases, you, you really want to start with training your tricep first. Doesn't mean you can't train together, but you want to make sure you're focusing on the tricep movements at first because they require more energy and it's a, you, you need more intensity with it. Okay. So, okay. Um, but now if your biceps aren't responding, then that would be a, be an exception. Um, so, you know, as an example of, you know, how I would do that would just be like doing supersets. You can superset doing the bicep first and then the tricep. If the bicep mm -hmm. is a weaker developing muscle, but most of the time I'm always going to start a superset out with going to a tricep exercise and then going to a bicep exercise. Mm -hmm. And I've learned different combinations that seem to really work well to help change it up for me. Okay. Okay. Well, we can talk about both of the exercises, but let's focus on the triceps first. What exercises do you like for the triceps, Armin? So this is something I see a, a lot of guys make mistakes with. Maybe they're always focusing on pushdowns. And pushdowns mm -hmm. are good for the outer head of the tricep. But if you want a good set of meaty triceps, you know, the, low, the, the big part that hangs under, you've got to develop that long head tricep muscle. And mm -hmm. what I have found that works really great for that is you got to use heavy weight. So using heavy weight is going to be doing closed grip bench press. To me, closed grip bench press is the bread and butter of building good triceps. I mean, I've gotcha. got tremendous results by using that. And I'm also, I've worked my way up to 300 pound closed grip bench presses. So I can't do those now at 58 because, you know, there's a little wear and tear going on. So it's just not sustainable, but I was able right, to do right. those. Okay. Which helped my triceps a lot. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other one is, is dips. Tricep dips, you know, you want to lean back, keep your thumb straight and really focus on stretching that long head as well and, and getting a good deep stretch by leaning back and then driving it up. And I was able to do uh, like 135 pounds hanging off my, my dip belt doing my tricep dips. So obviously hmm. there's a lot of strength involved, but that helped the development of the tricep. So for the meat and potato of your tricep, I like close grip bench and heavy dips with weight. Okay, so okay. that would be one thing there that I, I feel like made a huge difference. And I don't see a lot of guys doing that kind of stuff. Then you got, uh, you know, pushdowns. Pushdown works the outer head, and you have a lot of different grips can affect that. So you want to use different handles to kind of change it up and, you know, put a little different stress on it. Then you have overhead and behind the head extensions using cables. Uh, typically, you can use a rope or another handle. So mm -hmm. when you're doing those kind of movements, those give you a different stretch. Uh, and a longer stretch, which also affect the long head. So I like to do a lot of exercises that affect the long head as much as I can, and then do the do the other exercises which affect the outer head and then the, the, the medial head. Okay. So other things that would also help is, um, you know, I like doing uh, dumbbell or barbell exercises with uh, different angles to that. Uh, lying extensions, uh, you know, you can do them with a bar, you can do it with dumbbells. Um, now with lying extensions, that gets a good stretch, but there's different ways to angle your lying extensions to get a, a good full stretch on that as well, to really get that tricep, you know, on fire. 
Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. how I, those are some of the main ones that I do for triceps that uh, are bread and butter. Now, one thing I want to say is I see a lot of guys, they're doing one arm tricep extensions. All right. So what I want to say here is if you want to put some size on your arms, you're not going to get that from doing one arm single movements on triceps. Now, some people may disagree. If they do, great. I'm telling you right now, you got that isn't going to do it. I've already done that. Doing single arm tricep work to me is pretty much a waste of time unless you have an underdeveloped arm on one side. You need to bring up the development, then mm-hmm. that would make more sense. So okay. I would just totally get away from doing single limb tricep movements uh, from from my perspective of what I've learned. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's the triceps. What about the exercises you like for biceps? So initially with biceps, you know, when they, back in the days I was training, the, the only thing I knew about was straight bar curls and mm-hmm. that's a good exercise. So what you're going to learn is you have two heads to the biceps. So if you want to develop the full bicep head, then you need to do uh, movements that are keeping your wrist straight. Okay, so what I want to say here is people that do easy bar curl think that they're working their biceps and mm-hmm. it's not. It's really working your brachius muscle. Then that'll help widen the bicep as far as width, but it's not going to help your bicep peak. And it's not going to help your total bicep development. And I'm sure there'd be some guys that debate on that, but that, you know, whatever. Your wrists are at an angle and it's not going to get directly on the bicep. You need to have the arm straight up and down so when it comes up it can contract so one of the problems with straight bar curls which are very effective is that uh, you tend to move your elbows too much so when i started using the drag curl uh ruler consistently made a huge difference because it really caused the biceps peak that's why vince that's why vince figured it out you know he's like Mm -hmm. what's the best way to get it to peak so drag curl should be a fundamental bread and butter exercise and you can do that with barbell. You can do it with, uh, you know, cable with a you know, straight bar. You can do it with dumbbells. But the focus on that is to keep your, you know, your arm straight the whole time as you're coming up. All right. Then another one would be like um, preacher curls. You know, Vince came mm-hmm. out with the preacher curl bench. Well, he gets credit for the preacher curl bench. Who actually did it? I don't know. Who cares? But it's very effective for peaking. Now, mm-hmm. some guys are all about, oh, you're going to tear your bicep. You're going to, you know, it's going to cause your problem with your bicep. If you do too much weight and you're stupid about it, yes, it's going to tear your bicep. But if you do it the right way, the full range of motion, and don't get caught up with your ego, it's going to help peak your bicep. Mm-hmm. So it's a great exercise. You just may need to adjust your arms a little bit to get the right kind of stretch and the right kind of feel. But you know, don't those people that don't do it because they're afraid they're going to tear something. Uh, I get that, but. You just need to approach it like anything else. You got to do the full range of motion, start light, get it figured out mechanically, and then add the weight from there. So there you go on that. Uh, Then I like also incline curls because Mm -hmm. you can lean back and get a nice contraction and peak in that. Uh, Another thing I like to do is alternates where you hold the, like the dumbbells, you hold them in a contracted position. Okay. So you're flexing the bicep and then you, you alternate between each arm, but you're always holding the dumbbells in an up position. So they're contracted the whole time. So the fatigue on this head kicks in really fast. Uh, so it really increases your intensity naturally. And again, you're going from arm to arm, but that when that fatigue sets in, you got to focus on the quality of your form because it, it, it will get affected pretty rapidly. 
Mm-hmm. So let's finish that off with, um, again, there's a lot of different you know angles and things you can use using cables, using the machines, using the dumbbells and the barbell. They're, they're all very effective. You just have to vary your intensity levels. But then you also want to develop the brackets. So hammer curls are great for that. And then the easy curl bar. So that's going to help develop the brackets, which is you know, the, the, the muscle that lays on the, ins, on the center of your arm that, uh, that can pop out pretty good when you, as you develop and improve. So that's what those mm-hmm. movements do. So you know, just giving them some fundamentals here, but that's what I would do for biceps. Okay. Okay. Well, we've talked about the exercises for both. What about the sets, Armin? All right. That's another thing that can vary from person to person. So uh, for me, I like nine to six, nine to 16 sets um, as a, as a range. Okay. And it depends on my fatigue level and it depends if I'm training with a different muscle group, that kind of thing. But um, if you do, I feel like if you do that, you're in pretty good shape and it's just a matter of how much resistance you're going to use. Uh, going heavy so if you fatigue a little if you're not getting good recovery you got to cut the sets back that's why you got to focus on your recovery and if you're getting good recovery then you may need to increase your volume a little bit more but staying in the in that window of time um you know that we talk about with training in general which is keeping any workout under 45 minutes mm-hmm. so what i really like doing though when i'm doing these sets to increase the volume is supersets Supersets are great, um, and you can do them a lot of different ways. Uh, triceps, which basically do three exercises without a break, that really causes a really intense pump. And then you take it a step further, you go to giant sets. The only problem with triceps and giant sets if it's a busy gym and it's kind of a headache trying to use the equipment because other people are right. jumping in in between. But if you can do them, they're very effective. I highly recommend them. Then you can go to drop sets. Drop sets are effective. You, know, you use as much weight as you can until you, you, until you go to muscular failure. Mm-hmm. Drop the weight down. Drop the weight down. No rest. Go again to muscular failure. Then drop the weight down. No rest. Go again. Typically, three drops is about all you want to do because you can't hardly move your arms if you're doing them effectively. Another one that is good is also static holds. You know, When you're doing your sets, a static hold mm-hmm. is holding the bicep in a contracted position. So you take up some dumbbells or a bar hold it in a contracted position with a decent amount of weight and see how long you can hold it for. And then as you are, and this is something you do at the end of your training because the muscles are already pumped. You're just trying to, to hold it and keep it pumped a little bit longer to really saturate the blood into the capillaries. So okay. when it comes to sets, that's different ways to approach that. Well, you said six to 10 on the sets, but, um, you know, I'm kind of curious. Well, uh, nine, it, nine to 16. Nine. Okay. All right. All right. So nine to 16 on the sets, how many reps for each set? All right. So for me (laughs) and the clients I've worked with, I really like six to 10 reps of heavy weight, as heavy as I can do with quality form. So once I start getting over 10 reps, then I'm going to, I'm going to up the weight. And so when I up the weight, I need to be able to get at least six reps. That way I, I know I'm getting a minimum time under tension of at least 30 seconds okay. every time I do a set. So that's the strategy behind the six to 10. Now, if, you, if you're doing your reps slow and steady, that's, that's going to be pretty effective. Now, if you're doing your reps really fast, well, you may want to relook at how you're doing your repetition scheme as far as your tempo. Okay. Mm-hmm. But. If you do them slow and controlled, six to ten will really activate a lot of muscle tissue. And then on top of that, when you're doing your sets, you need to look at how you can extend that set. 
So that means doing some negatives where you're just lowering the weight and have somebody help you up with the positive and you lower the weight. Those are really effective, really help your strength, uh, but they do fatigue you pretty well. You have forced reps where they can kind of help you as you're getting, you know, you can't finish the rep and they help you just enough to finish mm -hmm. it. Those are really effective. I like doing partials, you know, where you, you, you do partial range of motion just to see how much you can challenge that muscle to try to hang in there. And like we talked about before, static holds um, and this holding in that contracted position. You can also do a stretch with a static hold too, which is a good thing. You do need to stretch the muscles as well to help them to elongate. So that's another thing I would keep in mind. So, so Armin, do you train on your biceps and your triceps? Do you do that together or do you train with other body parts? Yeah, good question. Uh, I do, I do them all. So there's, oh, okay. like anything, there's no perfect uh, answer to that mm -hmm. because I found that they all work. So I love doing supersets when I'm training bicep or tricep and bicep back to back. Mm -hmm. The reason I like that is I get a great double pump. I mean, you got so much blood coming in there because you're loading the tricep up with blood, then you then you train the bicep, you load it up. So I felt that really helps to expand the, the size of the arm. So I like doing those. Uh, but I also, you know, train them with other muscle groups just because it can be really efficient as well. So like, you know, I'll do that uh, with different combinations. Uh, like, you know, as an example, quick example would be, uh, chest and triceps, you know, they mm -hmm. kind of complement each other. Uh, there's different reasons for that. But what I found saying that is when I just train the arms by themselves, I am so much stronger because I'm not, I didn't have another body part I worked. So I like right. to train arms by themselves periodically just to see how my strength curve is because you will mm -hmm. use a lot more weight because you're really fresh. Interesting. That, that's, uh, hmm. Kind of makes sense though, too. Um, I, I I am kind of curious. You do everything naturally, just to emphasize that. But yeah, how 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 long did it take for you to get your arms up to that size? All right, so there's a, another journey there that I want uh -oh. to. Um, <laughs> so just doing this total trial and error, um, mm -hmm. and just trying to use heavy weight with good form, I was able to get them to sixteen uh fairly quickly so it only took like you know maybe three or four years for me uh then to get them to 17 it took a lot longer because again i just wasn't putting the combinations together i was trying doing the, the single arm stuff i was doing just push downs mostly not mm -hmm. focusing on the close close grip benching so once i put everything back together you know i was at 17 for a long time uh, and I got there probably within about 10 years with you know, with my trial and error program, mm -hmm. which I don't recommend. Okay. Um, but then once I got working, I was able to get to 17, you know, really quickly. Then I got to 17 and a half. And then finally, uh, as I got things dialed in then I, I moved to the 18 inch mark and that's now when I say 18 for me, that's pumped. Okay. So that's not cold. That's pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 inches. Okay. So, um, uh, wow. That, that's a long trial and error, but that just shows that you kind of know what you're talking about because you've been doing this for so long and experimenting with yourself. Right. I mean, yeah. So for example, I got a client I'm working with now he's uh, 52 or 53. He's put an inch and a half on his arms. So by using these different strategies, mm -hmm. he's totally shocked. Of course, he's real happy. 
Um, but he's totally shocked by how, how he's affected by it. And he's also right. dealing with shoulder. He has some shoulder issues. So I have to, you know, we're not able to use the maximum weight that if he was using, I think would per perk it up even faster. So what I know right. now is so much, it, I could have got it done a lot quicker, but you know, that's how it works. You got to right. get through the, right. you know, the, the ups and downs of it. And then, you know, I didn't train for a number of years. I, don't, I didn't train well at all. I just trained just enough to maintain because mm -hmm. I was busy raising kids. I was trying to, you know, doing my career, working with, you know, I, I was in the insurance and investment business for a long time. That sucked me dry as far as my training. So, mm -hmm. you know, I had, there's probably eight years I lost on that. So interesting. There you go. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> my, my training was never perfect. You know, right, right. <laughs> so, so let's talk about, um, I guess, a typical routine that you would use, Armin. Can, you know, is there an example that you can give us that way? Sure. Uh, like for tricep and butt, uh, from doing chest and triceps, mm -hmm. um, you know, I like to do regular chest movements. So that'd be heavy dumbbell presses and then the fly movements and all that. So, the chest gets really good and pumped, but then when I go to triceps, I want to work that inner chest. So that's where closed grip bench press can really helps with the help in the inner chest development. And I go as heavy as I can on that. And then I go, you know, do that. Then I'll go to push downs. And then I'll go to rope extensions behind the back. So I'm hitting all three heads. Gotcha. So closed grip gets, gets a lot of it. Then I do the push downs for the, and there's different types of push downs. You can use a V bar or rope or a straight bar, et cetera, but that gets your outer head. And then you do the rope extensions behind the head to really get a maximum stretch on, on the, on all the heads as well. As mm -hmm. You're coming down, you know, mostly gets the long head, but it, uh, it really burns. And so those are like what I would focus on with that. Then you have other combinations where you can do, um, you know, reverse grip push downs. You're kind of limited with those. So if you do those, you'd always want to do those at the end of your training session. Uh, cause you can't go real heavy because again, it can affect your wrist by pushing it down, but it does, does hit the uh, back of the triceps pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, that's more for the medial, I would say for the medial head from there. Um, but that's one, you know, doing chest and triceps, that's one different combination there. Now, if I'm going to do triceps and biceps, which is my, one of my favorites, mm -hmm. then I warm up with, um, you know, close grip bench. And then I'll warm up because I like to superset those. Then I'll warm up with some straight bar curls just to get, get it both, both sides full of blood. Then I'm going to superset those. So I'll do close grip bench with drag curls. Uh, and I'm going as heavy as possible with both movements. Then I'm going to break after I superset and then repeat. And I'll probably do two to three rounds of penny. Then I'm going to move to push downs with either hammer curls, like with a rope or dumbbells. Mm -hmm. Or you can use easy curl bar. So again, I'm working a different part of the tricep and I'm supersetting that. Then I'll go from, um, you know, like rope push downs behind the head or rope extensions behind the head. And then I'll go to like, um, like preacher curl or mm -hmm. heavy incline curl, dumbbell curls. So I'm getting another effect on the biceps. I don't recommend when you're doing these combinations to do a preacher curl movement in the beginning of your bicep movements. I think you're, you're not fully warmed up for that angle. So that's why I like to do any kind of a preacher curl movement or concentration curl movement. I could do those at the end of, uh, of the bicep training as an example. Mm -hmm. But when you do it this way, the amount of 
blood that you engorge into the, into both areas is phenomenal. So hmm. now the other combination would be doing dips first, heavy dips after you warmed up, and then maybe doing dumbbell drag curls. Uh, I like those a lot. Or you can do heavy dips and doing alternate curls where, like I mentioned before, you're holding a contracted, contracted position and then lower it down one at a time. Again, you repeat that. Now, with that being said, you don't always have to superset them. I've done it where I just focus on the triceps first mm-hmm. and got that done. And then I, then I finish up with the biceps. The problem is, is most of the time when you do it that way, it's still effective. But when you do it that way on a regular basis, you're mainly fatigued so much, you don't get as much um zip into your your bicep training that's why i like to kind of alternate them uh, mm-hmm. or superset them so okay. if i alternate them i i would do a tricep exercise rest you know that set and then rest but then go to a bicep exercise and just alternate back and forth and again with similar combinations um yeah another combination would be back and biceps um i didn't really like that one i felt after doing a back workout i just didn't have much in the tank so mm-hmm. I didn't really, even though the biceps were warmed up, I just felt like the strength curve dropped down too much. It's like doing chest, shoulders, and triceps. You know, it's all pushing. You just don't get a good tricep workout when you're doing all three muscle groups like that. I didn't. So that was just my mm-hmm. viewpoint on it. I could just tell the strength wasn't there. So that's nothing you got to take in mind. Keep in mind when you're doing this is how your strength is affected. So for now, what I like to do is I like to do chest and triceps on one day. Then on another day, I'm going to do shoulders and biceps because I feel like when I'm doing my shoulder work, uh, I still have a good amount of strength left to do my biceps. But then one day a week, you know, like or one day out, one day out of the month or two days out of the month, I'm just going to train the arms by themselves and then train the other muscle groups differently um, by themselves. And I, I just feel like I get a tremendous pump from that. And I have tremendous hmm. strength when I mix it up like that. That's kind okay. of long winded, uh, long winded uh, dissertation here, but. I'm just kind of trying to explain the different experiences I've had mm-hmm. by trying these different combinations. And hopefully, you know, people can kind of, you know, this would be going to ask questions about uh, when we get done with this video, because, um, you know, there's a lot to know, let's put it that way. But at the same time, I think what I'm talking about, if you pick up on it, it'll definitely make a difference in the training. <laughs> well, as we wrap up the segment, any final thoughts? And yes, we do encourage any of our listeners or anyone watching the YouTube show to, yes, please send in questions or anything that, you know, you'd like Armin to elaborate a little bit more. He'd be glad to do so. So again, Armin, anything to wrap up with? Yeah. So just to kind of finish up on that, one thing to keep in mind is the arms mm-hmm. are a small muscle group, uh, believe it or not. And so they recover pretty quickly in most cases. And so if you feel like your arm development is, is on the struggle bus, then try to maybe do them more often, like two times a week mm-hmm. um, to, to try to enhance it. Now, just keep in mind when you're doing that, if, you know, you're going to affect, you could affect your main muscle groups because you are using your arms. Right. When you're doing right. your back training, when you're doing your chest training, when you're doing you know, your shoulder training etc so they're going to get a, some effect from that so kind of keep that in mind but you can train a little bit more often because they do recover mm-hmm. quicker so if you're struggling keep, keep that in mind uh, other than that uh, do the different combinations and just make sure you're feeling the muscles contract and stretch uh, and so stretching at the end i think is real beneficial as well to help expand the, mm-hmm. the length of the muscle just you want to do that in a slow controlled manner too 
Hopefully that helps. <laughs> uh, a lot of great information, Armin, and I'm sure we're going to get some more questions on this. And before we go into our commercial break and the second part of the show, I just want to bring up another supplement from NSP Nutrition that that I have personally used. I don't know if Armin's used them. I think he has. But talking about the digestive enzymes. Now, for me, the change in protein consumption was tremendous. Uh, I didn't realize how much your body really needed. And when I started first eating protein, it really can put a lot of pressure and tax your system more than you will ever know. I mean, uh, and, and you know, for those of you out there who ingest a lot of protein, you know what I'm talking about. So this right. digestive enzyme is fantastic. Uh, you take it before you eat, but Armin, a tremendous product that really helped me. What about you? Yeah, I take it too. I mean, here's the thing. As we get older, your enzyme levels tend to drop. So the protease enzyme, which helps to break down protein, can, you know, as it drops, it's not going to be able to do as much work, let alone have enough hydrochloric acid to help break down the protein as well. So especially if you're using dense proteins like red meat, and pork, mm -hmm. you know, food sources like that, it really, to me, it helps break it down better and gets the digestion in it. So I agree 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you haven't tried it, you're ingesting a lot of protein, want to make it easier on your body, check out the NSP Nutrition Digestive Enzymes. I guarantee you won't, you, you will not be disappointed and, uh, you know, it will definitely help. All right, stand by for a quick word from the NSP Nutrition Company, and Armin and I will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. Hey, and I'm Frank Mills, and we're going to talk about the benefits of berberine. Now, the first time I heard about this, Armin and I, we have done multiple shows back on Reality Fitness and also with NSP, and we've talked about berberine multiple times. But yeah. it is an interesting product, supplement, and uh, I thought it'd be best. Let's start by explaining what is berberine, Armin. All right, uh, that's a good point. All right, so berberine is basically a chemical that's found in different plants, okay, and the, mm -hmm. which is kind of handy. So you can find it in European barberry plant, golden seal, uh, gold gold thread, Oregon grape, uh, philodendron, uh, and then tree turmeric. Those are some of the main ones that it can be extracted from. Okay. So what it is, it's a it's a kind of a bitter tasting and yellow colored uh, chemical that it comes from it um you know like with golden seal you can kind of see how that would happen mm -hmm. and so some of the things it can help your body with it does help with the um strengthening the heartbeat so it can help with some blood pressure in an indirect way uh so if you have a heart condition it's something they would recommend <clears throat> but it also has been shown to kill bacteria help regulate how the body uh, uses sugar in your system because it's really good for lowering your glucose levels which can be a really good benefit if you're getting too many carbs, too many sugars. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and, and also it can help with some swelling of the body, which is inflammation. So it's got a lot of great features. It's been around, you know, since the beginning of man, the Chinese were big on using it. Uh, but it's a, it's probably the most 
a common supplement that can be used if you have, if you're diabetic or pre-diabetic, uh, it'd be something to use versus have to get a prescription. So that's mm -hmm. something that would be recommended uh, in a lot of cases. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that being said, you know, who would want to use this supplement? Cause there's a lot of people watching and listening right now thinking, you know, is this something I even need? But you know, gosh, who would want to use it? You use it. So it must be good, right? <laughs> Well, let's put it this way. After reading about it, learning about it, I'm the kind of guy, let me see how this stuff works. But right, you know, right. typically people that are diabetic would benefit from it unless they're on a prescription, then they may or may not need it. Uh, people with high levels of cholesterol, it, it's shown to help that. Uh, and then other fats in the blood. Uh, and then high blood pressure, it has a lot of benefits to that. Um, but, you know, if you're looking to lose body fat, uh, I think it's a great, solution for that and the reason i say that is because it drops your glucose level down pretty quickly so it allows you to start burning fat sooner because when an insulin you know when, when you have elevated glucose your insulin is going to be up you can't burn fat until insulin goes down so it can help get you back into that fat burning mode a lot more effectively so mm -hmm. this can help also get rid of excess glucose in the in, the, in, the, in your system um, which you know obviously that's going to help with other things like blood pressure things along those lines. Now, one other thing it does do, this might be a little too technical, but it will lower mTOR. You know, mTOR is mechanized targeted rapamycin. And what this is, is that's your growth pathway. So when you're training, you got a growth pathway that's, you know, helping with the immune system recovery and all that. So mTOR is used for that. But some of the science is saying that having elevated mTOR all the time is not good because it, it affects the body in the aging process. This is what I've been learning. So this will help bring down your mTOR uh, quickly so you get it back under control. And then when you need it again, it'll, it'll come right back up. So that's mm -hmm. uh, kind of a quick down and dirty um, uh, scenario there. <laughs> okay, so, so how should you take berberine, Armin? All right, so this is a good question because uh, there's a lot that uh, I didn't realize was involved with the strategy behind it because of how it affects mm -hmm. mTOR. But if you're just looking to improve your glucose leading, readings, then you want to take it uh, with each meal. So you take it with every meal. And so you can take it before, you can take it after. Now, I will say this. Some people, if they take it before the meal, it, it had, one of the side effects is diarrhea. And I had one client that was doing that, and they, they got really bad diarrhea. So you got to kind of keep that in mind when you're trying the supplement. Uh, it's not real common. It's actually pretty rare, but it can happen. So one of the mm -hmm. things I like to do, and there's different debates on this, but I take it after the meal. I take it after the meal. If I'm going to do it for losing body fat or to control my glucose levels. So that's one strategy. All right. Now, if you're training like me and you want to keep your mTOR up for a period of time to help with the recovery and the growth pathway, what I have found works, and the reason for this is it won't affect your strength. If you take hmm. berberine all throughout the day, it can affect your strength, just like uh, metformin can do the same. Metformin will do that. So the way I utilize it is I take it with my last meal of the day. So I'll take two capsules with the last meal of the day. And like, I'm pretty lean. Okay. So mm -hmm. what I found as I started taking this is my stomach got really tight and I could just feel it tightening up. So it had to be doing something regarding the uh, abdominal um, fat that I had. I don't have a lot, but it, you know, I felt like it affected it. So it was a really cool feeling, you know, 
when you wake up the next morning and your stomach feels kind of tight. So that's a side effect that mm-hmm. I have. I'm not saying everybody's going to notice that, but right. I was pretty surprised by it. So uh, I I just take two capsules and, you know, we use the berberine complex that I use in you know, SP one, very effective. Um, and it's typically, you know, we'll talk about the doses and stuff, but I just take those two after my last meal and I thought I felt it works pretty good. I don't think it's affecting my strength at all. Mm-hmm. Well, you did kind of bring up the subject of side effects. Any other side effects in the diarrhea? Uh, yeah. So depending on the person, it could give you some mm-hmm. constipation. It could give you some gas. Uh, and in some people, it, it could upset their stomach, like metformin can do that too. So mm-hmm. that's where you kind of have to have to play with and see if it does that. I've never had that problem. Right. Now, right. again, I'm taking it after I eat. So, you know, when it gets in the system, it'd be hard for it to upset my stomach. But I think if you took it before, that that's a good possibility it could happen. And there's different arguments about taking it before and taking it after. So you just have to kind of keep that in mind. Well, you had mentioned that you take two capsules. Is there a type of a typical dose? Is that the typical dose or is it one or two per day? Well, the capsules are going to vary in dosage. It'll be 500 to 600 milligrams per capsule. Mm-hmm. So you could take, you know, you could take, I could take three capsules uh, in the, with my last meal as well, if I wanted to, I just started with two and I, I felt a good difference for that. So since I'm getting a, a benefit from it, and I feel it, uh, I'm like, I don't think I want to go with three. I mean, right. So, right. Yeah. That's something you can experiment with, but the recommended dosage is 1500 milligrams per day. So if you take one with each meal and you're doing three meals a day, then that would be 1,500 mm-hmm. milligrams, give or take. That's a, the typical recommended dosage. Okay. That'll vary from manufacturer and vary from where you're getting your, you know, your medical information from. Well, you've taken it. So can you tell us about your experience when you started taking Burberry? Yeah, I just, like I mentioned before, I, when I took it, I, I, the night, next morning when I wake up, I could just tell my stomach felt tighter and which was pretty cool. And then at the end of the day, I feel like it's helped me with maintaining my glucose levels because you want to make sure you're keeping those in an optimal range because excess mm-hmm. glucose, it's just, it's just not good for you. Right. So if right. you want to control your glucose level and keep your insulin down so it works for you when you need it, I think it's great for that. And I feel like it um, allows me to eat a few more carbs as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Because well, I, I kind of experimented with that too. So I'm like, this, this is a pretty cool product for now, hmm. now 58. Okay. So depending on your age, that's a different factor. But if you're looking to lose, in my opinion, you're looking to lose some body fat and you want to tighten up the abdominal air, you know, work on that, that belly fat and stuff. Uh, not that it's going to go directly to that, but I think it's a great supplement to help get the glucose down, drop your insulin down and get your fat burning working more often. So if you do it with your last meal, you're going to get that insulin down. So you go fat burning a lot sooner. So when you go to sleep, you're going to burn that much more fat. That's just my, uh, my opinion, my take on it. That's good stuff. Now, you know, as, as we're wrapping up here, do you have any final thoughts on berberine? Yeah, I think it's a, it's also considered an anti-aging age reversal product because it allows you to keep your glucose more manageable and people don't really pay attention to that. And you really need to right. because it affects, you know, higher glucose levels is going to cause you to be pre, pre-diabetic and it's going to cause you to age faster. So the more you control your glucose levels, you know, the better your body's going to be able to hand, deal with it and keep your insulin sensitivity much higher. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you lose your insulin sensitivity, that's when you start having a lot more problems. So if you're looking to lose some body fat and improve your glucose readings, um, 
I would strongly suggest you look, you play with this incorporate into your, um, into your uh, nutritional program. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to, you don't have to do it every single day. Even on the, on the, some of the different vials, it's going to tell you, you know, do it five days a week. Okay. You don't have to take it every day. Uh, but right. You just want to kind of experiment with it, see how you feel. But I got to tell you, I've been pretty impressed with how it works. Um, so that's where I'm, that's where I'm at with it. I, a lot of my clients are looking to lose fat. I'm putting them on it. Well, and the great thing, hey, it's available on nspnutrition.com. You'll find it. It's titled mm -hmm. Berberine Complex, and it's right yeah. on the website, available right now. If you want to try it out, please do so. And, you know, Armin, we appreciate all the great information today, and thanks again for what you do, man. No problem. Hope everybody got some takeaways on this. And, you know, if you have questions, you know, let us know. Uh, we'll try to do we can answer them, you know, as quickly as possible. Uh, but yeah, hope you uh, get some benefits out of today. And for any comments and questions you have for the show, or you want to Armin and I to talk about a specific topic, or you have questions about the content you heard today or on a previous show, first of all, you can comment on the YouTube section right underneath the show, or yep. you can email us directly. And the email is support at nspnutrition.com. We hope to hear from you. And Armin and I, we appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening and watching today. And check back next week for another brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.